Only 32% of children. That's the problem. That's what's missing. It's God's truth. Why? Kids are in, it's very simple. 52 hours a week is a lot more than 30 minutes a week. What do I mean by that? The average child's on the screen 52 and a half hours a week. The average child only half go to church and those that do go there an hour. That's 30 minutes. The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Because we're going to be talking about kids. We're going to be talking about the things that influence our kids and how this plays out. And it always takes me back to how important our kids are to us. And when we think about this, we start looking at like Psalms 127.3 where it says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. And so when we start looking at how God looks at children, he, and you see the, this importance he puts on them and how we should take care of them, then we really start to unpack how we need to start stocking up in our own pantries on how to protect them. And I think today's guest is one of those guests that can bring us right to that point, especially with some of the projects that he has going. Absolutely. I think that when we think about the pantry for an adult, play might not be a big canister on the shelf, although right. I think that it should be to some degree, but it looks different. Whereas for kids, that's a huge portion. It's how they learn. It's how they get their energy out. It's how they grow. It's how the Lord speaks to them in a lot of ways. And so that is what we're talking about today. And we're bringing on a guest that we think is perfect for this. His name is Brent Dusing. He's created True Play to bring excellent, fun, beautiful, and biblically authentic entertainment to audiences worldwide. He's an entrepreneur at heart and pioneered game creation with Christian content through Lightside Games, which was a gaming studio reaching more than 7 million game players worldwide and resulting in 25,000 decisions for Christ. So mm. welcome, Brent. Hey, Thank welcome. you. Good to be with you guys today. How are you? Oh, good. good. It's all, it's well. awesome to always have people on who are making good things. Because <laughs> yes. I think we look at the world sometimes, get a little overwhelmed on these good things. And I think coming out of the box, I, yeah. I want to hit everybody with a, with a hard verse because I think this comes to what you guys are doing. And I think it really plays in. And, and I'm throwing a little verse in more than I normally would up front. But I think it's because of the importance that I think all three of us have with children. And when we sit there in Matthew 18, it says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck. And if he were drowned in the depths of the sea, right? Woof. But watch, <laughs> woe to the world because of, of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses come. And what I see in you, brother, is someone who said, uh-uh, we're not bringing no more, no offenses to the, our children. I don't want no millstone around my neck. I want to put good content out there that's, that glorifies God. And the Bible is very clear. We're all going to have to stand in front of God and account for what we did with our lives. Mm -hmm. And... I also thought about there's a common thing that happens when you when you talk to people about their lives, adults, and they talk about their past emotional trauma or hang ups or how come it and they'll often get back to their childhood. Well, my parents didn't do this or I didn't have that or I was abused or I was this. And I'm not dismissing that. That's valid. I get it. But then you have there's some point in your life as an adult that you have to realize you're the adult in the room. And I think that our generation, those of us who are Gen X or the first half of the millennials, you know, pe people who have those of us who have children still in our homes really are doing a great job all, as an aggregate. Now, I'm sure a lot of listeners are because if you listen to this show, you, you care about the stuff. And, 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 you know, half of half of success is caring about the outcome anyway. Right. Amen. But in general, as a society, it's horrible. Our scorecard is terrible. Why? Well. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for kids. All-time highs. We're the most prosperous society in the history of mankind, well, at least since the Garden of Eden, right? <laughs> and yet, and yet, 
so there's always this talk with just more government money, more intervention, more drugs, more medicine. We're, we're heavily medicated. It's not a lack of medication or money. Right. right. What's missing? Well, we'll get to that. Second thing, the average male is exposed to pornography when he's 11 years old. And we know, I'm sure you've talked about this, you know, the, the terrible effects that has on the, on the boy as he gets older, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The worst statistic well, for the first time in our life, less than half of Americans go to church. Right. Worse than that, 62% of Americans over 40 believe in God. That's actually pretty good. But only 32% of children. That's the problem. That's what's missing. It's God's truth. Why? Kids are in, it's very simple. 52 hours a week is a lot more than 30 minutes a week. What do I mean by that? The average child's on the screen 52 and a half hours a week. The average child only half go to church and those that do go there an hour. That's 30 minutes. So a hundred to one, what are they doing on screens? You guys know YouTube, you know, social media, a lot of games, right? And, and I'm not here to tell you all games are bad. They're not. There's a lot of benign games. There's a lot of bubble gum. When you're talking about junk food today, there's, there's, there's bubble right. gum, but there's also poison. <laughs> there's a lot of poison, right? There's a lot of rat yeah. poison and toxins mixed into the, the content that kids are getting. And some of it's so blatant, it's not even mixed in. It's like, that's where they're selling. It's the point. Like that's hey, just come chew poison. Oh, great. All right. That's really. <laughs> and so what I realized was about why do we get started? Because nobody was delivering great content for kids. It wasn't that there was a lack of Christian content. It was, there was a lack of Christian content that was awesome and compelling and fun and exciting. Right. right? right. Here's the metaphor we'd use. Too often, Christian entertainment in the past was sold as Robitussin. Please drink this. It'll help your cough. You need it. No, no, no. I know it doesn't taste very good, but you need to drink this. That's how right. it was sold. What we do at True Play is, is we're providing, a, you know, wonderful games and video content, cartoons and comics that are like eating chocolate cake, except that there's vitamins and protein and calcium stuffed in it. So the kid's eating it for breakfast. And mom's like, wait. They're eating chocolate cake for breakfast, but you look at the nutritional content on the side of the box, it's better than the cereal you're going to feed them. Right. And that's that's the that's what we have to do. And so so back to kind of the the verse you opened up with, I just thought a lot about not on my watch. I'm not going to let I'm not going to stand in front of God and and the answer be, yeah, I got busy, I was pursuing this other thing because we're only where we are, you know, by God's grace, but also because of the leaders who came before us. Right, the spiritual giants that preceded us. Mm-hmm. And suddenly as our generation started to take that mantle for the youngest children. Why? Because there's not anybody standing up for young kids. Think about that. Think about there are some wonderful organizations in the world that serve children in developing nations. Samaritan's Purse, Compassion International, World Vision, I think is close to where you guys are based. Great organizations. How many organizations are serving the interest and needs of children in America at scale? Right. Super duper small. It's almost no one. And it's just now budding like right now. This is this is when it's starting. Yeah. So that's what got me is like we have to stand up for this next generation of children because they're being they're being attacked in very nefarious ways. Uh, And a lot of it's, you know, also in the schools, but also in the content that's being thrust upon them. Who was that big person in your life that that brought you to to where you are or how did that transpire because I'm telling you people with passion generally have something that's behind them that like says here this is going to help push 
you know, people say, you know, God's ways are greater than our ways, and it's true. And sometimes God's ways don't make sense, but they do start to make more sense when you look at your life in reverse. It's harder to see it forward, right? But it makes a lot more sense when you start rewatching the videotapes, right? Right. And so a lot of the experiences that I had in my life prepared me for this, whether it was, you know, when I was so, you know, I was born in the late 70s. I'm a, I'm a very, you know, late Gen X. So what I won't grow up watching, you know, Star Wars, Luke Skywalker and Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. Right. And even as laughable as this is, even the heroes that were like Hulk Hogan in the 80s and, you know, Rambo, they they were at least, you know, as violent as Rambo was like it. Rocky was a great example. They were mostly fighting for the good. All the other stuff aside, they were basically and especially for young boys to have role models to be men, especially Superman and Luke Skywalker, they were using their strength and abilities to go against long odds, stand up and do what was right, ultimately for the benefit of other people. So, you know, Superman 2, one of the most, maybe the most underrated superhero movie ever, you know, he gives up his life with Lois Lane, the love of his life, to go fight Zod and the other two criminals to save the world because, you know, that was the only chance they had, right? Luke Skywalker, you know, he's in his training in Dagobah and he walks away from Yoda and he says, no, my friends are going to die. I have to do this. You're going to get killed. Yeah, but I can't just let this happen. Hmm. And and so watching those kind of things and that impression and seeing the impression it had on me as a child of the 80s, that, that ultimately, and if you think about it, that was almost the last decade we had as a culture where virtue was commonly was commonly taught through the culture. And what I mean by that is, fast forward to the 90s, you started to have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which came right after, kind of when I became a teenagehood, that next generation of kids got into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it got to be a little bit more sarcastic, a little bit more meaningless, uh, you know, movies like the Tarantino movies of the nineties where there, where the point was, there almost was no point. Right. Right. The, the, where, where the music, the, the grunge music movement, where there was almost no life is meaningless and hopeless and Beck song, I'm a loser, you know, things like that, that even though that was done in sarcasm, I don't know that everybody realized that was sarcasm. I think a lot of people just took that on as like <laughs> their, their theme song. <laughs> Some of the kids I knew did. And so I feel like since the 90s, so much and and through on in in our culture in America, it's become about pointlessness and hopelessness and sarcasm. And God has continued to become extracted out of the cultural conversation. Mm. It's not that he's left. It's that everyone's run away. Mm. You know, like in the Garden of Eden, they sin and God says, where are you? Well, he knew where they were. What he meant was, where did you go in your heart? Mm. Where are you in relationship to me? And that's that's really how our culture got to. So, the, so the yes, where the pat, where's the passion come from? Uh, I guess because I, I feel that, um, you know, children deserve a they deserve a great upbringing. They deserve to be told the truth. They certainly don't deserve to be abused and preyed upon. And, and we are living. It's so bizarre that we live in this culture now where there's so many kind of blatantly offensive things that happen to kids that just kind of get tossed by the wayside, just kind of get yeah. ignored and moved on. Um, and, and that has, that has to change. 
I mean, we definitely agree. And when you were talking about, you know, the, the cake full of nutrients, I thought of several things like from the, the food analogy realm. But I think one of the perfect ones is this idea that back in the day, what did we use to cook food with? We used lard. We used beef tallow. <laughs> we used, you know, butter. Sure. And then what happened? It was like that was just the norm. Crisco. And look at the health. <laughs> look at the health of people. They were eating this at large and they were mostly OK. Then Crisco comes on the scene, <laughs> vegetable oils come on the scene, like all these different things. And it's not that the truth changes, it's that the messaging changes. And suddenly the good is vilified. And the new thing that's gonna bring people a new type of buck, a different group of people, right. their dollar and their time to shine, that gets virtued up into the yeah. culture. And so what happens, they start telling lies about lard and about tallow. And now guess where we are all these decades later, decades of heart disease, diabetes, chronic obesity, guess where we're at? People are realizing that beef tallow and lard, when you're taking out the BHT and all these other harmful things that they inject into the animals, when you get a good clean animal and you use its fat, you're good to go. And so I think that is kind of what you're saying is that it's never been perfect. Like in heaven, we won't need to use animal fat to cook anything. Food's just going to be great. Whatever it is we eat, probably fruits and veggies. Who knows? I don't know to what degree we'll eat like breads and bacons, but whatever. It'll be fine. We won't have to worry about any of this. But while we're here, the best we've got to our knowledge mm. is these is the lard and the tallow. And you're saying, can we please give these kids lard and tallow instead of swearing up and down that Crisco mm. is a real food group? Right. That's mm. not that's not what this is supposed to be about. And I, and it's like that's kind of how the messaging shifts. Like right now, virtue, they're still right. painting people in the same light, but they're painting the villain in the yes. light of having the virtue. Right. They're painting the villains as the as the ones that were misunderstood and mistreated. So yeah. please pity them. Yeah, you're right. You, you know, they, you, you're 100 percent right. I mean, you look at. Yeah, you look at like. Uh, like it's interesting to, to talk about kind of generations and the next generation of children. But you guys may know somebody said, you know, we, we demonize our lions and we lionize our demons in today's culture. And we absolutely mm -hmm. do that. We, we, you know, people like when Billy Graham died five years ago, you know, not everybody realizes he was the most viewed human being in the history of human civilization in terms of the number of people who saw him in person. He also held that still stands as the record of the most people who attended like an event at one time, which was this, uh, event they did in Korea. In fact, they just had the 50th anniversary of that. My friend Will Graham and, and Franklin Graham went out there in Korea to celebrate that event. And Bill, Billy Graham dies, and it wasn't even that big of a thing from a news media standpoint, right? And you look at like the impact he had, and you can look at data on the number of people who went to church and or the number of people who became pastors, the number of people who believe in the Bible, or the presence that, that he knew, or Dwight Eisenhower converting to Christianity after going into being the president because of his relationship with Billy Graham. Now, there were other people involved, too. It wasn't Billy Graham all by himself. There was a movement. But my point is all those phenomenal things that really we all benefited from don't get talked about. And all these people who passed away recently, you know, it's like we stand on the shoulders of giants. Right. But now it's our job as parents and as as the adults in the room, if you will, who are in the middle of our lives, the primes of our lives to prop up the next generation of children who not only have few advocates, they have many enemies. So with your video game platform, what drew you to that 
Like there, there's a lot of things out there that a person can can choose to go after, and you guys sure. chose to go after video games. Well, um, you know, it, it is video games are the number one thing that kids spend their time doing if you look at the data. So here's an interesting statistic. More money was spent on games just on phones and tablets last year than on movie tickets in theaters. People don't realize how big it is because, you know, movies have still have this cultural cachet. You know, mm-hmm. the Academy Awards have become less relevant. They used to be the biggest thing. You know, who's going to win and what movie and what who's the best supporting actor, best director and all those things. Um, video games have always been kind of seen as this, you know, diversion almost, a silliness. But if you look at most people in this country who are 50 and under grew up with games because we you know, this, the Nintendo was really the watermark event for video mm-hmm. games, just like Star Wars was for movies, right? Where, where everything, it was a step function, everything changed. When the Nintendo Entertainment System came out in people's homes in the 80s, it changed the way that people, the culture's relationship with video gaming. And, and then they've just gotten better over time in terms of quality and things with the Xbox and the PlayStation and so forth. And of course, you know, Facebook did gaming in the late 2000s and then in the, in the early 2010s, then you had the explosion of smartphones and the success of gaming on, you know, things like Angry Birds and Candy Crush and, you know, mm-hmm. games that, that we all know. So for us, it was like, number one, what did Jesus do? He met people where they are. Sure, he preached in the synagogues, but a lot of times he was out on the fields, in the, you know, at the fishing docks, at the weddings, right, et cetera, parties. Mm-hmm. So we have to be where people are. Right now, kids are on screens, number one. Number two, I you know, it's there's a there's a lot of ways to drive engagement and depth and tell a lot of different stories so in in true play in the platform we have it's 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 a subscription platform with a bunch of games videos uh comics with new content coming out all the time and so there's a lot of different stories there so in other words games allow you to tell different stories and each of these games you can play for hours and hours and hours each of them so there's a way that we have the story of Stained glass, which is you're telling Old Testament stories. There's a story of Maple, who I have in my shirt, which is a little girl in a, bu- a bunny rabbit in a tiger costume. She's very precocious. And she's very headstrong. She's a strong believer in God, but she um, she gets she kind of charges headlong into this forest and finds out she res- on this rescue mission to rescue this lost child and re- and realizes there's a much deeper, sinister plot um, that's twisted and changed the meaning of, of words and, and values in their society. And she has to kind of uncover that whole thing. And, and there's a story about a boy named Lucas, who is a skunk in a crocodile robot outfit, who, who, uh, whose brother died. And he doesn't really know who God is and he struggles with the whole loss. And he goes in this grand adventure in space with, you know, laser beams and bad guys to kind of go find out what really happened. And so I'm saying this because we can, with video games, you can tell so many different stories and, and weave God's truth in so many different ways and also deliver experiences um, to people that I think are really unique and engaging and really the way that a lot of people process. If you look at where kids spending their time, well, they're on Fortnite, they're on Minecraft, they're on Roblox. And in fact, there's a lot of thought in the technology world that the next social networks will feel a lot more like social video games than they'll feel like Facebook and Twitter 1.0, like for the next generation, right. just meaning that the way that children are expecting to communicate and engage is very much gamified. And so that's right. where we're where we're bringing God's truth to. 
I'll go ahead and say up front, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm not going to reveal that where I am in the middle. Um, but there's, you know, there's the two sides. I like to always point out the polar side. So there's the side that's like, no, we need to completely dive into culture, but we need to inject Christ absolutely everywhere we can. And then there's the other side who says, well, why are we letting our kids on screens if they're so damaging? Like, for example, when the iPhone first came out, uh, teen depression and suicide rates went up. Like, I I will say skyrocketed. They went up huge um, just because they now had access to a phone. So there's the people who are like all of this. They're not full Amish in like, no, everything that has a plug is bad. But they're like, why are we even giving our kids screens? Like, let them go outside and play. Give them this you know, keep them busy in other ways. And then there's the other side's like, well, let them do it, but make it Christian, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So kind of where are you personally with your, the wisdom you've gleaned from being a parent and also from being in this industry? Like where kind of do you sit? Sure, well, I've thought a lot about it. And of course, you know, starting True Play and running True Play and having built a lot of Christian games, um, thought a lot about this. Here's my take. I guess the punchline is, I believe we've got to be right where people are in the culture, delivering God's truth. And I'll tell you why. One, if you think about um, when I when we grew up in the 80s, there and a lot of pastors who I respect and there's no, no casting, no aspersions. It was don't watch this movie. Don't listen to that music. Don't watch that TV show. Oh, okay, fine. But what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to watch Andy Griffith from the 1950s. I'm not. And I'm not going to watch some cheesy, low-budget thing that somebody made with a good message. I, I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not. I can't do that. I can't. I can't engage with that. And I. And and it, it's it's noble to say, well, my kids will just play outside for eight hours a day. And if you can do that as a parent, God bless you. I I am not able to do that as a parent. And there aren't. There's. I think there's one parent I know who's been able to pull it off. In hundreds of parents that I know, because the reality is right. The the experience is so rich and it's right there. And then even if you don't have screens in your house, the minute your kid goes to someone else's house, it's just, you know, mm. a switch gets flipped yes. in their mind. Yeah. So, so that's the first thing. So we realize we've got to build entertainment content that's on par, that's as good as what else they're getting out there, but God's truth has got to be infused with it. And we believe we've, we've achieved that with true play. Now I'll also say the medium it's not you know, it, the medium can be used for anything. You you can watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at the chosen. They've, those guys have done a phenomenal job, right? Building a TV show about Jesus and you know what things were like in, for him and the, the apostles. Well, you can watch that TV show, or you can go watch, you know, pornography. You can watch a porno- pornographic TV show. You know, you can read the Bible. That's a book, or you can you know, or you can go read right. a pornographic magazine, or or you know, mm-hmm. so you can. You know, you can go listen to praise and worship music or satanic music. You know, there's there's so many different mediums we could point out to. And I think I think sometimes parents who may not have grown up playing video games or might go say, well, look, Grand Theft Auto is a video game. It's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. <laughs> but I think if you played if you played true play or if you experienced that, you would see what your child got out of it. And you might actually find as a parent, you might enjoy it yourself. Right. So I think we've got to be right there in the relevant medium. And again, Jesus is the perfect example of that because he was not just preaching at the synagogues, which is what people expected, but it show, show up to a wedding. Oh, you're out of wine. Sure. I can help with that. <laughs> oh, you're in, you're fishing at the dock. Oh, you can't catch any fish. Yeah. I can help you with that. Oh, you, you came to hear me preach and we're at, you out of food. Yeah. I can, I can help you with that. You know, he was right there mm-hmm. wherever they were. And I think that one of the things that we're always concerned about as parents and one reason why people might go, 
very far in this direction, you know, like, you know, keep them off of it is because one, they, they may not have confidence and they may not feel armed to like galvanize their kids. But here's the truth. The Holy Spirit's job is to do that. And if you're emulating a life of Christ, then what happens in anyone's life, including your own, is your heart changes, your taste buds change for what you actually want. And then you don't necessarily have to worry. Like I don't have to worry going into certain stores if I'm going to roam into some inappropriate aisles or like, I don't have to worry just because it exists and just because it's there because I, I don't, I genuinely don't want it. Some of it I've tasted and seen it's terrible. And at the time I thought it was great, but now I see more clearly. And so things like this allow us the opportunity. And this is what we do with our own daughters. You know, she, she has her own iPad now that is only, only specific amounts of time in specific scenarios that she uses. The things on the iPad are highly selective and she's four years old. She's always talking about the Lord and she's loves it. And she of her own volition is saying things like, "Mm, that doesn't look that good to me about things that there's kids that eat it up because of where where she is. Yeah. And so I think that this is the perfect example and, and what True Play is doing and what The Chosen is doing and what a lot of these are is they're, they're offering a tool that we can use to reinforce and show in, in creative ways what we're talking about at the dinner table, you know, and what we're living out in our daily life. Well, we know, we know children ingest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know that children ingest because even Christ said it. Christ said, hey, I want you to have minds like children. I want you to yep. be like children. I want you to have the faith like children. Mm-hmm. And see, what are we pouring into our children? And that's, that's what I'm getting out of this too. It's like, okay, I, I, I'm in that middle ground too. I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? It's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I've watched my little girl go to church and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure, you know, I'm trying to watch what she watches and pay, take care of it. And then you got the little boy who shows up with an iPad and she's over his shoulder and she, she's watching Blue's Clues. Okay. But at the same time, she's not taking away the same things that they're taking away because she has a foundation in something that's good. <laughs> but, and, and, I, and I know that what was put in front of me and actually watch this, it wasn't even put in front of me. We, we, were, we weren't the richest family. We didn't have all that stuff. But guess what? My friends did. Yep. So, so then on that note, in your realm of, of this gameplay, because I know not everyone's going to sit there and do true play, right? Because, I mean, everybody has like, I, I talked to that kid, thing that kid at work today. <laughs> you know, I'm asking about which games do you play? And he's like, well, I play this one, this one, this one, and this one. Mm-hmm. So is there other people out there or, or you guys, you know, coming out with different scenarios, different game gameplay that people can, can ingest? Yeah, so, so what we're doing at True Play is it's, it's, it's one app, you download it, and it's got a bunch of games inside it. And these are games you can play for each for hours and hours. So there's dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of content on True Play, and we add new stuff all the time. And a lot of it are, you know, most of it's content that we've built, but we actually have, if you're familiar with the Action Bible, one of my mm-hmm. very favorite, right? So we have comics from at the Action Bible. So we partner cool. with them. Oh, okay, cool. We have other cool. people we're in conversations with to bring their content on the platform as well. So there will be games that we make, and there will also be games that other people make nice. um, that still that meets the bar of quality and also right. what we call God's truth. You know, it's not that every game mm-hmm. has to be from the Bible. Certainly, like I said, there's no bunny rabbits in tiger costumes in the in the Bible, but there are. Um, everything has to deliver. Um, you know, God's truth in some form, and there has to be mm-hmm. showing kind of God's truth and light. Because that's who we are. That's what we do. So our brand is about fun and excellence and and quality and, and God's truth. And so we we you know just like in Netflix, when you come on to Netflix, you have a bunch of stuff. You know, you have murder mysteries and documentaries and sports TV shows, and biographies, and all these things. Um, 
in true play, you'll find different styles of games, different mm-hmm. ways that stories are told to right. be able to draw in different interests that people have. And we'll just, we're adding more and more content, you know, working as hard as we can to add as much great content for, for your family. Um, and, and look, you said something that was interesting a few minutes ago. You said, well, it's hard as parents to keep a tab. I agree. It, it feels, I think it feels to most parents, you know, it's interesting. Whenever whenever there's terrible content out and, and someone who makes that bad stuff gets called on the carpet, their response is, yeah, well, parents should just do a better job. Parents should just monitor what their kids do. That's kind of like, you know, when the water got poisoned in Flint, Michigan, was it the right. parents' fault that they let their kids drink tap water? No. You pay the water bill, you expect clean water. It was not right. the fault right. of the parents in Flint, Michigan. It was the fault of the people poisoning the water and the the uh, you know the governmental authorities that were supposed to be monitoring, right? Mm-hmm. So when they say that to parents, I feel like most parents feel like if there's a hurricane coming to destroy your house, you're getting told, just stand on the beach and hold up your arms. You'll be fine. You'll stop the hurricane. There's no way mm-hmm. that you can stop the onslaught of content that comes. So I feel that, so we felt like with TruePlay, okay, if we build one platform, you can go and there's no ads, there's no in-app purchases, everything's been you know set to a high standard of obviously biblical veracity, but also quality. So the kid you know gets excited about it. There's something they want to do, they're not forced to do, right? That, that you can have something that parents can be, have some peace of mind. Because right. it's hard to watch over your kid's shoulder every two minutes and what are they seeing and what's the, and th- like it is if they're on YouTube or if they're playing, you know, Roblox, right? Whereas mm-hmm. it could be anything could be happening or being said. So those mm-hmm. are those are some of the principles we kind of thought about as we designed the True Play platform. Because we we think probably like you guys think, which is we think parents are the best parents. Right? And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. we're not I don't think many of us are interested in values that we were taught were wrong being thrust on our kids from from all these different sources i don't think many of us are that interested in that right all the things your mama taught you was 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 wrong are now being taught oh no it's right it's the opposite Mm -hmm. it's opposite day for the last few years it's opposite day and so we want to come alongside parents and say no no no. we know we stand with you in your values and we hope that you we hope to earn your trust that this is something that you know that you can you can have that peace of mind mm. with your family. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm excited about the platform. Really quick, what's the age group that it's currently targeted for? You know, we say we say five to twelve. What's really funny okay. is we certainly have younger kids get on and enjoy some of the games. You know, the games are built for different there's different, you know, levels yeah. of complexity. But we here's the other thing. We so we did a lot of testing. We've been building this platform for over three years. So we tested, tested, tested with each individual game and the platform itself. And we we'd have kids test a game, and then when they were done, the parent would say, "Hey, um, can I, can I play that game too? Do you, do you mind?" <laughs> and so I, I hope that if you if you play our content, you use it, especially if you look at some of the games like Maple, the the way the stories are told. They're really written to be enjoyed by children, but also by parents. And we, we find a lot of like a lot of parents and adults compete with their kids because you can get different scores, you know, obviously in different levels yeah. of progress. So we we do have some big kids who, who play it, too. Right. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was thinking, because one of the questions that you kind of already touched on the answer for is, you know, how what does being an engaged parent look like? on this platform, but you kind of, you know, playing with them, being aware. But then at the same time, you also brought up this good point and it's kind of like my 
closing thought for people to marinate on is back in the day, it was hard. It was hard slash impossible slash people didn't do it. Watch what their kids did all day. There was a time when the world still wasn't perfect. Bad stuff still happened. But you but your kids ran off (laughs) and and they were gone with their friends for hours and parents survived kids survived you know it was and they came home not necessarily with an entirely different set of morals Mm -hmm. and now we live in a time where i think we just all inherently know there is so much out to get them that has been created both in the digital world as well as in the physical world that we have to watch them more but we still don't need to be literally helicoptering over them every moment of their lives because that's that's damaging to them as well it creates an unhealthy reliance on the authority figures in your life that then you carry on when you're no longer under your parents wing and you're off in the world and you still trust people with an authority title and whatever they say goes and that's what we're seeing the 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 rehash of now so i i would definitely encourage people to check out True Play. We also love, you know, the streaming apps Minnow and Yippie TV, which are kind of like the equivalent, but for kids like TV shows and, you know, join supportive communities online where like Christian parents are like vetting together good books to read, redeeming things that are redeeming play, as Matt said on a previous episode. He's also from True Play. So before we go, do you have any last thoughts, any last encouragements for parents and people that are around young people? that might be playing this game for the pantry. Yeah, I've got some encouragements. I mean, I think that, you know, you, you raise a very astute point, which is things really are worse. And that, and there are measurable ways to see that. If you look at pornography exposure, if you look at hours on screens, if you look at, um, you know, the, the rise of, of really, you know, demonic, you know, content and how much yeah. more commonplace that is than it was. So those things are true. And so I know for a lot of parents, like, oh, my gosh, you know, where, where, where do we even live now? But my right. encouragement to parents out there is that God has a plan. He's not forgotten us. Amen. And he does care. Amen. You know, and, and play, you know, I hope for those who don't know God that, that you know, he really loves us and he cares about us and, and he has a plan. And, and, you know, part of his plan is using, you know, redemptive content is getting his truth out. It may look different than it than other forms it used to. You know, they didn't have, there weren't video games 100 years ago. Right. Right. But. Uh, God has not given up on us and he's not done and there is hope. And um, I would also encourage people, you know, if, if you haven't checked out True Play, please go to our website, True Play Games, T-R-U-P-L-A-Y. Check it out. Um, you know, by by buying a subscription or buying our a T-shirt online, you know, the more the more people join our movement. Right. Which is, hey, we need to stand up for the next generation and, and make sure we don't lose this next generation. Right. We owe it right. to them. The more people come behind the True Play movement, the more great content you're going to see. We're going to keep building great content. We're going to keep spreading the message to more and more children and families all throughout the country and the world. So, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to come in to talk with you guys today. It's great. Just love what you guys do and uh, your heart for for children and families. And, uh, you know, we know a lot of your listeners out there. Are, uh, there really is a movement starting and, uh, and we're excited to be part of it. Amen. Well, thank you for being here. And for all of our listeners, you can go again, T-R-U-P-L-A-Y.com. It is a subscription-based game platform, but that is because you're getting really high quality stuff. So you can go to thepantrypodcast.com to get our seven-day devotional, Jesus Not Junk Food, and you can support us at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.